Today's episode of Pushing Through is brought to you by Discover. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically, with no limit on how much you can earn. How amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing because of all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the entire U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. And now, pushing through. Welcome to Pushing Through. I am Tate Frazier, and as always, I am joined by the kid, BJ Armstrong. And BJ, today is very different. It's very special because the Charlotte Hornets are back. <laughs> the buzz is back. LaMelo Ball, the youngest triple-double in NBA history, BJ. I'm fired up. I'm really fired up today. Yes, when I get text messages from Tate, late in the evening talking about the Charlotte Hornets. I know something good is going on down in North Kakalaki. Like you know? <laughs> but all jokes aside, Charlotte Hornets look pretty good right now. They're playing mm. well. They're on a four-game winning streak. They seem in this chaos to have found something. Gordon Hayward is playing Terrific basketball, yep. arguably some of the best basketball in his career in this stretch. And uh, it's been surprisingly a really good start for them. And you have to get credit where credit is due. LaMelo Ball is a player. Mm -hmm. He's a player. Yep. We expect him to have his ups and downs as a rookie. But when he is good, he is really good. Mm -hmm. And um, they're moving the ball. They're sharing the ball. You know, Bismack Biombo, or a friend of the show, is anchoring the defense back there. We love it. And um, give those guys credit. They've had a they've had a really nice four or five game stretch here where they've been playing excellent basketball. And they won their first game against the Brooklyn Nets. And that's when the Nets, you know, early in the year, remember that first week, everyone was already saying the Nets were going to win the Eastern Conference because they had Kyrie and KD and they look unstoppable. And then the Hornets beat them. That was a, you know, a, a surprising game, but it obviously kicked the Hornets, you know, into gear a little bit. They got a little bit of confidence. I saw, you know, after the game last night, PJ Washington just talked about how much they had grown up as a team and in basketball and especially in NBA basketball, you know, you have taught me this, you know, professionalism and learning how to win and all these types of things, you, you grow into that. And uh, there's always been a lot of young guys, Devontae Graham, Miles Bridges, PJ Washington, all these young guys, Malik Monk on the Hornets that haven't had a Gordon Hayward, a Terry Rozier, a Bismack Biombo to say, this is how we do things. This is how you win in the NBA. And it's, it's one of those you know rare circumstances or situations where I've seen a, a group of new guys come in, uh, guys that are there, and they all seem to, they're meshing together well. And uh, I didn't know how it was going to look with Gordon Hayward. 
He's playing great basketball. And when you look at this, the construct of Charlotte basketball, they draft Bismack, you know, in 2011. Then they had the lockout. They tried to sign Gordon Hayward to, to a big max deal in 2014. Utah matches it when he's a restricted free agent. They don't get Gordon then. They have these down years. But now it's like Bismack's back. Gordon's here. You got the veteran presence. Terry Rozier, Scary Terry's been great for them. Devontae Graham is, you know, is turning it on this year a little bit more. Um, he's kind of struggled out the gate a little bit. And then, like you said, LaMelo Ball. Youngest triple double in history. Could have had a triple double the game before the one he gets it um, the other night, and uh, they they have just been surprisingly fun. And of course, BJ, as soon as I buy in and I'm all in on the Hornets, and they're going to go for five straight wins, <laughs> the NBA and the rest of the basketball world is thinking about maybe pausing things. They're thinking about hitting the pause button. Um, what what are you hearing about that? And uh, you know, we, we talked about some concerns about safety and things like that, and it seems like they're coming back up again for the NBA. Well, you know, Tate, um, you know, right now the NBA, as well as the rest of the world, yep, we are in uncharted waters as we speak. Mm -hmm. And every, seemed like for the last eight or nine months, you and I, as we've been here on the podcast, we've been talking about the health, health and safety of everyone involved, players, mm -hmm. personnel, people working at the arena, so forth and so on, family members. Yep. And that must remain at the forefront here. And in the month of January, I think the NBA, along with everyone else, at least health and doctors and the science of COVID has been reporting to all of us who've been paying attention that this month is probably going to spike a little bit. Mm -hmm. As projected, here we are. And you're seeing a spike in the cases. You're seeing games being postponed. You're seeing teams not having enough players. And more importantly, as you look around the world, you're seeing it continue to move in a direction that, you know, we would rather it go downward, but it continues to spike up. So right now, here we are. I think the Board of Governors, like everyone else, is trying to figure out how to continue in the business of sports mm -hmm. in spite of the spiking of the events that have occurred. And, you know, and, and, and they're doing as the best they can. But, you know, what we must realize here is that we don't know. Mm -hmm. This is unfamiliar territory for everyone. Here we are. But I, I think that's where we're at right now as a uh, in the world that, that, that we're currently living in. Mm, mm. And yeah, like you said, I mean, everyone's trying to figure it out. We had the NBA bubble experiment and uh, we had Dr. Leroy Sims explain to us how the NBA put that into place, made the protocol work. We saw that all through the end, the conclusion. We got the great PR fallout of that. Everyone congratulating and patting each other on their backs for making the NBA bubble work. But then, like you said, immediately after we celebrate success, it's kind of like Nick Saban last night. He wins the national championship, and immediately we show the top 25 of next season, and Alabama's supposed to win it again. You know, That's kind of how the NBA bubble felt. We got to the end. We got a champion. We should be celebrating. We should be you know, salivating, savoring, whatever you want to say, the moment that we got to. And instead, we immediately kicked into gear and said, well, you know, we'll flip it back around and we're going to have a normal season now. We're going to get back in our normal routine because the NFL's doing it. College basketball is doing it. College football is doing it. We have to do the same thing. And um, I just want to say for all the good PR, you know, and, and all the good, you know, whatever faith that the NBA has built up with the bubble, 
I do hate to see that it, it seems like people have already turned to, well, this is a mess and this is an issue and this is a problem because they did do so much to, to make the bubble work in the first place. I know the Board of Governors are meeting to try to figure out what the best steps are. There's been some talk about postponing or pausing for seven to 10 days, um, depending on what is determined to be the best course of action. There have been some players, you know, that have voiced their concerns about, you know, what's going on. Obviously, you know, you've seen teams like the Sixers, you know, have not even be able to field a team so there's a competitive you know uh you know conversation to be had about what's fair um and and but like you said when you have conversations about competitiveness that's not putting safety at the forefront that's putting competitiveness at the forefront so it's a very convoluted conversation it's going to go back and forth uh quite a bit adam silver we do not envy the position that he is in trying to wade through these waters it is not an easy situation to to figure out and we are obviously not the two people that are going to sit here and try to tell people what is best because nobody knows what's best but we do know the health and safety is first and foremost and if the nba decides that they have to take a break to make sure that that is still at the you know the the forefront of everyone's mind I don't mind it, you know, even even though I am a Hornets fan and I want to see them go for five straight wins and I want to see them go on a roll uh, and keep this thing going. We all have to understand. And I think as fans and as people who, you know, love the game of basketball, we all understand that. So I think that's just something that we all need to say, because, you know, everyone wants to point fingers and that's not necessarily the best thing to do in a time when we should be trying to come together, um, especially during a pandemic. So let's not point fingers at Adam Silver. Let's not point fingers at the NBA because they're all just trying to figure out what's best. And uh, the fact that they're meeting and talking about it means that they know that obviously things aren't going great right now and they're trying to figure out what, what the next best approach is. This is true. And but as we're going through this, we have to ask the question, what's next? Yep. And how to appropriately deal with the situation where we know the following. We're going to have to be, to some extent, in isolation. We're going to have to quarantine. And we have to be responsible. And what is our exposure to coming in contact with others during this time? Because it's impossible as it currently is set up in the NBA or in the sports world. Yes, the teams are getting tested. Yes, Everything is being monitored. Yes, there's protocol, but, you know, it's like life. Life always gets in the way. They still have to interact with their family members. They still are flying around the country, going from place to place, going into hotels, so forth and so on. Yep. And then is this, you have to ask the question, is this an unnecessary risk that we're taking at this particular time? Mm -hmm. Because it's impossible for us to move around the way we're moving. And basically it's a mobile bubble is what we're mm-hmm. trying to accomplish now. Mm-hmm. You know, being in a bubble, I get it. You have total isolation. You have complete control of who comes in and who goes out. But in this situation, the family and the members and their exposure and you and you interacting with your family, there's no way for you to have complete control of that. So I think that's what you're seeing. And, you know, this is to be expected but what at what degree will we say the following? Is it possible to continue the season? Yeah. I think that will be, you know, that's the elephant in the room right now because the last thing you want to do is to have exposure or have a situation that arises where, you know, we, we've seen what this we've seen what this virus can do. Yeah. So you know, I, I know everyone is thoughtful and concerned and hopefully as they gather and they communicate and they meet, 
that we'll come up to some solutions that will address the ultimate question. Where do we go from here? Yeah. And there's some, you know, macro solutions that you could say would work when you talk about, you know, if you, you could say things in a vacuum, right, or in a bubble as, as it was before, like that's why it worked, because we can distinguish, you know, this external factor, we can take that out of the equation, we can take this external, you know, factor out of the equation. But when you're in a moving bubble, or, you know, controlled environments, where you're relying on individual people, who then are relying on other individual people, like it, it's a domino effect, you know, it gets the net gets right. wider and wider, and it gets harder and harder to contain and I've seen some people say that there's a solution where maybe all the NBA players 500 or so players get the vaccine you know well <laughs> I mean imagine that PR rollout BJ you know imagine, imagine telling normal Americans that you know the 500 you know you know, basketball players are all going to get this before you because we got to be entertained by him. Like that's not going to go over well. Right. So there's no easy solution. Right. There's, there's, we can, we can throw out a million different ways of why it would work. And this could be that, but there's going to be a pushback regardless, but we do have basketball for now. And uh, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about that because we have uh, our, our, our favorite segment of every week, BJ, as we get into uh -oh. week four of the NBA uh -oh. season, we got the power rankings, they're back. Mike Midas pulled uh, the Bleacher Report power rankings for us. He sent them over. Um, I got the top five for Bleacher, for Bleacher Report, BJ. Are, are you please, ready? Do, do you have your top five roll, in your head? <laughs> roll this out. I'm getting my top five as okay. we speak. I, okay. Because, you know, I, I, I'm i really bothered by these top five. But go. Go. All right. Let's do it. All right. NBA power I'm right, rankings. I want to write this down. Every week I write this down. Too. All right. Write <laughs> this down. So number one team, we got your... Los Angeles Lakers, the number one seed uh, in the Western Conference, the defending champions led by, of course, Anthony Davis and LeBron James. They're number one. Number two on your list, they've won four in a row uh, as well uh, as the Charlotte Hornets. That is the Boston Celtics, uh, led by Jason Tatum, who was the Eastern Conference Player of the Week last week. Number three, we had the Los Angeles Clippers. Kawhi Leonard had 35 points the other night. Looked like the Kawhi Leonard that we all know and love. There at number three. Number four, we have... Giannis Antetokounmpo and the Milwaukee Bucks, a team that seems to be, you know, rounding into form. And number five, we have the Philadelphia 76ers who have been, you know, trying to figure out things as they deal with COVID protocols, Ben Simmons and all the above. But uh, otherwise, there we have the top five for Bleacher Report, BJ. Um, Lakers, Celtics, Clippers, Bucks, Sixers, seems pretty chalk. Uh, but how do you feel about those five teams? Who was number two? You cut out on me. Who's number two? Uh, the Boston Celtics. The Boston Celtics. Okay, I can I can I can accept that. Mm. Um, you know, I don't have a problem this week with the with with the lineup. Okay, I don't have a problem. You know, the Lakers, they currently have the what, best record in the league right now. Right? Yep. Eight yep. And three. Yep. Um, you have Boston number two. You know, due to the protocols there, I'm not sure moving forward with the players that they have missing games that mm -hmm. will remain but as of now i'm okay with that okay clippers nice win against the bulls in their last game i'm okay with that milwaukee i'm, I'm okay with milwaukee whether it's seven and four yeah they've won two in a row as well and yep. philadelphia they've had a slide due to protocol injury to ben simmons yep so i'm i'm okay with this week you know actually things are kind of rounding in the form i'm not i'm not up in arms about this list um, we want to give a little shout out to your Charlotte, you know, your Charlotte Hornets. They're mm -hmm. six and five. Mm -hmm. Orlando's had a little fall, six and five. Yep. The Pacers, 
staying over in the East, six and four, playing good basketball. They they lost last night to uh, Sacramento, but overall, I think I think this has been pretty good. You know, the other the only other team I would say that deserves consideration is the Phoenix Suns, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they lost. I don't know if it was a bad loss, but they lost to a team they probably felt they should have beat, the Washington Wizards last night. But other than that, I'm I'm kind of in agreement by that. So uh, no problems here on this end. It's, it's very nice and relaxed. Uh, so nothing to debate today. That that stinks. Yeah, no, I mean, I like to see that. I mean, Portland's one of those teams. The Blazers, they've won three in a row. Mavericks have won three in a row. Thunder have won three in a row. Uh, the Hornets, like I mentioned How now five times. Yeah, the Thunder. The, the, how about the? I mean, this team has what nine lives? I mean, they just <laughs> continue to reinvent themselves. I mean, I think if you're if you just say thunder, you just gotta say, you just gotta put winning. Yeah, you know that's all they do is win. They just they mm-hmm. change the coach, they win. They change the players, they win. They lose MVP players. Okay, they lose another MVP player. Mm-hmm. Okay, they've lost three MVPs, <laughs> and they still continue to win. And yep. Sam Presti has clearly said over and over again we're trying to rebuild and this team refuses to go along with the plan yeah they continue to win so players listen to sam presti he's <laughs> trying to lose games and you guys won't let him implement his plan yeah I mean, they are they're like in the playoffs right now if the season were to end today so it's uh give those guys credit you know they they continue to play play well play and win games mm-hmm. and Every year, I, I expect them to lose, and they just continue to win. That's all they do is mm-hmm. win down there. Yeah, and SGA is one of those guys. Remember, the, we did the GM survey. The GM said that he was going to be the guy they expected to make the largest leap this year to be the most improved player in the NBA. He has looked great so far, and I, I think you and I both, when we talked about him this year, we, we had some hesitations, some reservations, just because Chris Paul is so important to that position and, and being able to, you know, kind of take, you know, SGA under his wing last year. But SGA's looked great so far. And, uh, you know, Converse, they love SGA. SGA loves, uh, he's basically like the new Westbrook when it comes to drip, BJ. Uh, SGA's always wearing, like, you know, <laughs> some wild stuff. All the kids love him. So uh, the, the Thunder are doing great. They're doing better than expected. Um, we do love to see that. Um, those top five teams check out. Is there any other team? The Warriors have also won two in a row. BJ, is there any other team that you that you've been watching that you kind of had your eye on? That the Jazz have also, like I said, have been playing really well. Is there another team in the West that maybe uh, has stood out to you um, that uh, that maybe can make it run? Even the Kings, I thought having a nice one over the Pacers was a good game last night. Yeah, I, I thought the Kings. You know, I don't really know what to make of the Kings mm-hmm. because some Same. nights you 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 watch them and. They're intriguing. Yeah, De'Aaron Fox is a very intriguing player to me. I mean, he makes some really spectacular plays. Yeah, and then as soon as I'm ready to jump on board and be all in with the Kings, they'll have two or three bad losses, and just for unexplainable reasons, right? You yep. can't explain why they had a bad game or what have you. So, I like their talent, though. I I, I really love De'Aaron Fox. I think the kid Halliburton is. Yeah, he's been he's very interesting as a player, as a rookie. And I, I really like what he what he's done. But any team now with De'Aaron Fox, you kind of catch my attention. Mm-hmm. And he appears to be ready to take that next step mm-hmm. where you can place winning by his name and say, okay, we can place that level of expectation on you because he really does some incredible things. I mean, he, he's got speed. 
He can create shots. He can run a team. He finishes at the basket. And if he can continue to build upon what he's done thus far, you know, I think he, he he's an all-star caliber player. Yep. He's really, he, he's really, you know, he's made progress every single year. So I want to watch them. And I think if you could put another ball handler like Halliburton next to him, I think that will open up his game because he can score a little bit as well. So I, I'm, I'm rooting for Sacramento. You know, I remember what it was like there playing. It got really loud with the fans and with Vladi Divac and Chris <laughs> Webber and, mm-hmm. you know, and, and and all those guys were there playing during that time. Stojakovic. Those were some really good teams. It was always a tough environment, but so far they haven't been able to put it all together. But maybe Joe Dumars and company will will get it together. And and um, and I think Darren Fox, they got a good piece there. He's a he's a really good player. Quick break to get aware from our sponsor, Discover. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically, with no limit on how much you can earn. How amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing because of all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. Back to pushing through. Yeah, and they have, you know, Buddy Heald, obviously. They have Harrison Barnes, a guy that's won a championship. They have some pieces. Marvin Bagley, a guy who was a top pick. They have talent. And I think if you're one of these other teams in the NBA that's trying to, to to find talent to bolster a roster, that's the team you look at. Because Halliburton, like you mentioned, that seems like a guy who could be an all-star in this league. Fox seems like he could be an all-star in this league. Buddy Heald, you know, he's been a star at times in this league. So right. you can see some of the pieces there um, and how they kind of come together. One last thing, BJ, before we get out of here, I want to talk to you about the, the biggest name on the trade block. And I'm not talking about James Harden. The name this week was Bradley Beal. Um, you mentioned oh. the Wizards. The Wizards had a nice win last night against the Phoenix Suns. I thought that was a little bit of a statement game from Bradley Beal and those guys. But uh, the rumors are out there. Uh, the Heat have been a team that have been mentioned. The Celtics have been mentioned. The Sixers have been mentioned. You know, there's a lot of teams that have been thrown out. But in general, Bradley Beal uh, is apparently one of those guys that is very coveted around the league right now as they try to find another star. And in my mind, BJ, I have to say this as a fan. The Miami Heat, I mean, that makes a lot of sense to me in my head. You know, that Bradley Beal would be someone that they would go after. I don't know who they would have to give up to get him. Um, I would assume <laughs> it would be, you know, <laughs> some talent. Um, but uh, especially after the Drew Holiday trade, I think that set, a, that set a pretty wild precedent as far as what you have to get to get talent that's already, you know, set in stone. Um, but just the Bradley Beal trade and what you expect to see from that, what does that look like for you, BJ? Well, it's always great to speculate about trades. <laughs> it's, it's it's great. It's, I love it. You know, fancy. Oh, well. Oh, yeah. You know, Miami. And then one thing I love about Miami, and I always respect this, and I learned this when I was working in the league as an executive, you always want to have your name in every trade. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're yeah. always in the mix. Yeah. And clearly, Pat Riley and company has learned the same thing because in every trade of every player, they're always in Miami. Now, what is now? You know, as, as I'm thinking about, it, I'm going, what does Miami have to trade? Okay, well, they, they you know, it was reported that they're not going to give up Tyler Hero or Duncan Robinson. Yep, yep. To get James Harden, and I'm saying, and I, I just made me laugh because I'm thinking their salaries don't even match up. So of course you're not going <laughs> to get James. Here. But who cares about that? You just want it out there, you know? <laughs> and 
So in order to get a player like a Bradley Bill, who makes a substantial amount of money, I might add, not that we're counting people's money here, but yeah, if you're yeah. going to make we're a not trade, pocket you know, watching, you gotta, but yeah, you got to even the salaries, add up contracts, so forth and so on. That means you, yeah, you would have to give up probably Bam out of Bayou, which I don't think you're going to do that. I don't think you're going to give up Jimmy Butler. I don't think you're going to do that. So then, what are you going to put together? What package that Milwaukee? I mean, not Milwaukee. Washington is going to say, "Yeah, we're excited about that." Yeah. Like Washington, as far as I, I mean, they just traded for a max player. Mm-hmm. So clearly, they weren't <laughs> ready to say we're we're going into rebuild mold here. Mm-hmm. So how is this going to work? So I, I like, but I, I love Pat Riley for that. He's always in the mix. Then Danny Ainge, he just can't help himself. He's, <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. in the mix, and I love Danny. This is my era. This is like, yeah, yeah. These are your guys. These, they're, they're still these are my in. guys. Yeah. You know, like, just put your name in there. You know, somehow the Lakers are going to get in the mix. <laughs> and then Philadelphia, Doc Rivers yeah. is going to be in the mix. So I'm Warriors, like, I'm Warriors will be in the mix soon. Yeah. No, or, you know, yeah. So these are all the guys: Steve Kerr, Doc Rivers, Pat Riley, Danny Ainge. Well. Just throw your well, hat it's a ninety. It's it's a '90s reunion. Okay, yeah, it's all good, it. you know. Um, but I respect that. I you you should you should put your name out there. Bradley Bill is a, I mean he's a he's an excellent player. I mean, mm-hmm. He's more than excellent. I mean he's one of the elite players at his position. He's had a sixty point game this year. Yep. And I mean he's scoring at a high clip. So and that was a really nice win for them last night. That was a really nice win minus. Russell Westbrook, who's out, seems like going to be out for a week or so with the, I think they said a thigh injury that he has. Yep. Um, so I'm okay throwing your name out there. I think it's really difficult to trade for someone like that because you're going to have to give up a good player. You're going to have to, he's going to demand a lot in return, whether that's mm-hmm. draft picks or another player at an elite all-star level, like a Dame Lillard or CJ McCullough or or, or another player, or Paul Ben George, Simmons, a Ben Simmons, ben Simmons yep. right? You're not just gonna just give him away. So you know, but let's see how it goes. I, I I like what he's doing down there. I like how he's playing in Washington, and I, I you know, if as long as he he seems to be happy, I w- I would just play it out. But I could see why other teams would want him. I mean, if I was in the mix in the league, I would have our name out there too, like. Yeah, yeah. You know, sources say I want. I, I want. <laughs> I want Tate Frazier <laughs> talking mm-hmm. about. You know why we are, are are in that mix. You know if you know, I'm thinking of Boston. What is Boston really going to give up? To Jalen Jalen Brown, I guess. Yeah, I mean one of those guys. But oh, they say that they're untouchable, so I mean, they're not going to give yeah. them up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, come on. You, you giving up Jalen? Come on. Yeah, Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart. They don't get Bradley Beal. I don't think. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, but it sounds good. Um, I'll just wait to see how this is going to play out. But I, I, I don't know if any of those teams would give up the necessary pieces at this moment. Is, is there any him only ten games in? Is there any team that you think, if Bradley Beal, like of the contenders, that we throw Bradley Beal on the team, that that makes them immediately the favorite? You know, other other than the Lakers, I guess, because the Lakers are what they are. But like, if Bradley Beal goes to the Heat, are they automatically the favorite? Because I don't think so. No, I I, I don't. I don't think so with the Heat. You know, the Heat. 
you know, Jimmy Butler, in essence, is really kind of the lead guard there. Yeah. And 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 so I, I mean, you put Bradley Beal there. I mean, look, I, I think that makes it. I think are they improved? Yes. Yep. Do I think that is you know the the the, the perfect fit? No. But I, I I like I like him there because I, I like the I like the the working relationship of Coach Spo and Bradley Beal. I think that would be a really nice piece. I feel like he would fit in well in Miami. Yeah, like yeah, he, he yes, would fit the yes, culture yes. well. Yeah. I think where he would fit in spectacularly, and you know, as, since since you asked the question, is Milwaukee. Mm. That would be that he that, that would be perfect to me. Yeah. Middleton, Middleton, Bradley Bill. Yeah. Well, if you, I think you got to keep Middleton. Okay. You know, because Middleton, it was more of a small forward to me, you know? Yeah. But if you have Bradley Bill and, and, um, Drew Holiday at the guards, that to me, that's a championship caliber backcourt. Yeah. That's a tough backcourt. That's a, that's a tough defensive backcourt. And, and, and Bradley Bill can do what needs to be done in the final minutes of a game. He can go create a shot. Yep. That to me is what Milwaukee is missing. Giannis gains and garnishes so much attention on the defensive end that now they just need one player, in my opinion, humble opinion, that can play the game and create a shot. Just create a shot. Mm Mm-hmm. Bradley Bill and Giannis, that to me is the combination. That's the, because Bradley Bill, you can't guard Bradley Bill one on one. Now he yep. may miss the shot, but I know he's going to get a shot. Yep. I don't have to come out and, and and create a play. He doesn't need a screen to create space. Bradley Bill is a professional bucket. He's yep. a professional yep. scorer. Now mm-hmm. he, can, I don't know what else he can do. He may not be able to defend. He may not be able to pass, but I know this. If they told me Bradley Bill didn't score any buckets in the game, I said, well, they, that game must have not been played. He can score that basketball. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, yeah. that I know. If Bradley Bill could play alongside a Giannis, that to me would be an inside-outside combination that would be in the top two or three in the NBA mm-hmm. as I think about it. And then you have now Middleton. I mean, Middleton – I mean, he can make open shots. That's what he does. Yep. Middleton can make open shots. He may not be able to create shots, but he can make an open shot. Mm-hmm. And then Drew Holiday plugs in. I mean, he's a terrific defender. Now he can guard ones and twos. And you can, I think that would be the perfect fit for them. And I think that's what they were trying to do with the Bogdanovich, Bogdanovich. kid. Yep. You know, I think they were trying to add that piece. So, but if they were able to somehow get Bradley Beal into the mix, I think Milwaukee, they I, they would be the clear uh, favorite to come out of the Eastern Conference, and I think with him on that team, they could give the Lakers a good run for their money. That, yep. That's that would be a good matchup. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, it kind of you know, I just think about Giannis in sort of Shaq terms, and you think about a guy that's unstoppable going to the basket downhill. And having someone that can, you know, basically be just the same way on the, on the offensive end, unstoppable at some level with Bradley Beal. I mean, that seems like a two-headed monster. 
that would be a nightmare. Um, yeah, that's Bradley Beal. It'll be interesting to see what happens because he is obviously played. He has played in Washington his whole career, sort of similar to John Wall. He do, he is would not you the do, one. Yep. Would you do Middleton for Bradley Beal? A hundred percent. Tonight, if you're who in five minutes, if I'm Milwaukee, if I'm Milwaukee, I do that. And if I'm and if I'm Washington, I'm not. I'm not completely defeated by the idea of having Russ and Middleton together. You know, those are two all-stars I, I have on my team. And like you said, we're not trying to tank just yet. I have two all-stars. We'll see what happens. Uh, I I I don't see why you wouldn't do that. No offense to, to Chris. I like Chris Middleton a lot, but I think Bradley Beal is like the, that's like a, a superstar, you know, all-star kind of thing. I think Bradley Beal could be a superstar there, you know, and I, I think he's an all-star right now, but you put him with Giannis. Uh, that, that's hard to stop. So yeah, if you if you just let Bradley Beal play one on one basketball, I think you will get a version of Bradley Beal that you have to put him in MVP category because mm-hmm. you know him just playing one on one basketball every single night because you can't double team. I mean, yep. they, he's scoring at a clip right now, and you clearly know he's going to get double teamed, triple teamed, and he's the 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 premier focus on their team right now. Yep. whether Russ is playing or not. But if you put him with Giannis, you clearly just can't double-team him and say that's the game plan because you can't let Giannis just run free on the on the other side and vice yep. versa. Yeah, I think those two would play off of each other in a way that you hadn't seen since, like, Shaq and Kobe. Yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, it's I think kind that's of cr- kind of what it's... Yeah, and, and, and Bradley Beal's like the the polished version. It would be like getting an older Kobe, you know? It, it wouldn't even be like getting the younger Kobe where he was still figuring out, you know, how to be that one-on-one guy. It's like you you get Bradley Beal who is a bucket and he's ready to go. I mean, he hasn't been in those winning, quote-unquote, situations yet, and that obviously takes some growing pains for everybody. But right. I, I, could see, I could see that working out really well. And, and just personally... Bradley Beal was always compared to Ray Allen when he was coming out, you know, of high school and college and everything. I would love to see, you know, Bradley Beal get that, you know, second life to make a championship run in his career the same way that Ray Allen did. You know, he was in Milwaukee for so long. You know, he had some good teams there with George Carl and them, but like just didn't quite work out. And then he goes to Boston. Then he has the Heat run. You know, I would love to see Bradley Beal have something like that too. So I would love to see, just from a basketball perspective, I want to see Bradley Beal and Drew Holiday. Versus Damian Lillard and CJ mm. McCullough. That's versus that's good. Steph Curry and a healthy Clay Thompson. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, those are, those are some bad. Yeah, that's yeah a, those are some bad courts. That's, that's, that's like guard heaven. You know, yeah. just I just want to see if you want to see how good your backcourt is, play against that backcourt. Yeah, because that 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 would be fun. But you know, it's just. Here at PT, we just got a little a uh, little wishful thinking, and uh, you asked the question. I'll get it done, guys, so we can see it. <laughs> hey, I, I appreciate you answering as always, and we appreciate everyone at home listening to Pushing Through. We will be back later in the week to talk about uh, what happened today at the Board of Governors meeting, what the you know what the NBA world yep. will look like, all that sort of stuff. Uh, again, appreciate all those that you know listen, subscribe, follow, all the above. We uh, we enjoy having these conversations. We enjoy having you listen with us, and we're enjoying uh, keeping this thing rolling. So, uh, BJ, if you're in water. Make ways, but also stay safe, everyone. Mm. It's um, you know we're, we 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 want to be uh, thoughtful here on pushing through. Stay safe and uh, health, good health to everyone, and uh, let's keep doing our thing. Let's keep it pushing, and we'll see you on Thursday. <laughs>